And who are you not drinking seltzer? That's flat water, sir. Yeah, I don't know. I made the switch because I bought a soda today. They had this grape ginger ale that it, seems to what? be seems to be this hot product. So I bought that, and then I bought a, a still water. What? <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't think you're really Greg. The alien Greg has studied you. Is like he drinks water. Huh. <laughs> I just like to respond. I'm an old man in New York. Blech. Oh my God. Let me tell you this really quick. So there's a commercial that plays on Hulu. I've been like binging shows on Hulu lately. And there's this commercial for like Aussie hair products. You know, that purple container. Anyway. Does that have a kangaroo on it? Yeah, the kangaroo. And what, I mean, that's an easy guess. Could have been a koala. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Or a dingo. A, a spider that wants to kill you. No. So um, there are these two twin girls and they're like in active wear and they're like, being a whatever girl, I don't know what the thing is. They call themselves something girl. So I guess it has something to do with the hair product. But I wrote it down because I'm obsessed with this commercial. And they say, as a whatever girl, you're going to run into many ups and downs. Just keep hustling and having fun and keep doing you. And then the next one says, life's a roller coaster. So don't let the drama get you down. And you'll always have time to chase your dreams. And I hate it so much. It's just nothing. It isn't anything. It's just a it, bunch of old cliches strung yes. together. Yes. And they're presenting it. And people still take to that stuff. I know. People post that crap online. Do what makes you happy. And then people, thank God, preach it. Just keep hustling, having fun, and keep doing you. Life's a roller coaster, so don't let the drama get you down. And you'll always have time to chase your dreams. Keep pretending you're something you're not. That's right. Yeah, that's good advice. I wasn't going to chase my dreams, but now that this hair care product commercial came on the TV and I'm sitting here for the past three days and haven't talked to anyone and gone out or even put any effort into my life, now I'm going to change all of that. Thanks, Aussie. Eating icing out of the icing container. Pillsbury, hey girl, eating icing on your couch. You can't tell where your ass ends and the couch begins. Keep doing you. Chase your dream. Every Cool Whip plane? Oh, yeah. I love it. I'll get a whole container oh, of Cool Whip. yeah. Oh it's just God. oil, right? It's not I even. I don't care. It's not <laughs> it's even. A, it's not even a good product. Have you ever put a little uh, chocolate syrup on it? No, I haven't. I mean, I, <laughs> how does chocolate syrup get in my bowl? When, when it's on ice cream, sure, but never just eating the plain Cool Whip. It's plain. Just put Cool Whip in a bowl with a little chocolate syrup. I'm gonna go buy some. It's in the frozen section, right? Yeah. Do you if have you ever eaten it frozen? It's kind of like a little bit of ice cream. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want it frozen though. I want it a little uh, softer. Then if you let it sit out, I bet it would just melt down to oil. Oh, cool. It would whip. separate. I don't put, I do not want your homemade or even that whipped cream on a pumpkin pie. Mm-mm. Cool whip only. Ready whip's no. fine. Nope. Not on pumpkin pie. I know there are rules for pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is cool whip only. When the pumpkin spice lattes come out, people like to put whipped cream on them and if you say no whip i always feel like there's a weird look why wouldn't like, you want no, that no whip why wouldn't you huh because huh? i know this thing's already 600 calories if i What's can another 200 if i can save the 200 i can have something better later like a nestle crunch bar no yeah those are good Nestle crunch bar yeah, you put them in the freezer with the reese's peanut butter cups Freezer? Yeah. You never freeze one of these things and eat it? No, I do not want frozen chocolate. Why wouldn't you? This. Mm, mm. <laughs> mm. You never eat the frozen Reese's peanut butter cup? No. 
Oh, that's delicious. You're really missing out. Why? Just it's cool. It's got a different <laughs> texture to it at that point. It's not melty. No, because I want it doesn't melty. doesn't leave residue on your fingers that you just lick off. But then when you eat it, then don't you just like chew it instead of it just kind of like melting? Well, it melts pretty quickly and the, the body temperature of your mouth will take care of that problem. We'll have to do an experiment. I mean, I've had them not frozen before, so I can speak about both. You can't. I'm saying we should do them back to back. Or you, you could convince me. It's like you can't even do a blind taste test on it because you know. You're like, oh, that one's cold to the touch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would never work. You've already got your preconceived notion of what's better. I'm, I 100%, but my mind can be changed. I'll try it. All right. I'll put it in. The, all right. I'll get a Reese cup. God forbid, you know, at the end of it, you still get to eat a Reese cup. When we're both in Atlanta, we'll go to Buddy's <gasps> and buy some peanut butter cups. Okay. King size. <gasps> the share one. Yeah, the big one. So then two will go in the freezer and two will sit out. And we'll also get some Cool Whip. <laughs> what, we'll walk to the Publix. What a feast. where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. This week, it is my turn to pick a topic. I have chosen secrets as a topic. Secrets. And I don't know, part of it may be self-serving, but we'll get to that later in the show. I don't know if I actually, but we'll see how I feel and what I want to share when it comes to my own secrets. Okay, interesting. But now my breathing is getting off and my heart is pounding. Oh, no. It's thinking about this. So it's not looking good? Well, I, I can't say that it's not looking good. I'm just saying that I'm having a reaction. Okay. It's something that stirs me inside. Maybe going through uh, the topic of secrets will help you maybe feel more comfortable with whatever's going to happen at the end. Yeah, so I figure we can just start broad and okay. list the different types of secrets that people have, they keep. It's usually other people's secrets that you've been entrusted with, and then you keep your own secrets for whatever reason you don't want to share with other people. Yeah. Sometimes I've, I also think I've, there's a third secret where you let a person know that you have a secret just to make them feel like shit. It's like, I have a secret. We have a secret. You don't know the secret. Suck on that. <laughs> it makes them feel important. Yeah, that's a self-serving uh, slash shitting on another person's face type of secret. Well, because I was going to say, I love keeping a secret. Were you always good at keeping other people's secrets? So when no, you, when you I, say you love keeping a secret, yeah. I'm assuming you're talking about other secrets. Other people's secrets. not my. I mean, my own, that's a whole different thing. But if someone tells me something and they tell me in confidence, of course I might tell my significant other, because I think that's a given. Anytime someone tells you a secret, you know that they're going to tell their significant other. Unless you specific, unless that person specifically asks you not to, then you can't. You can't tell them. But even if they do tell them, you can't be surprised. You know what I mean? They're, your, they're the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. It's going to happen, most likely. Yeah, I don't buy into that. I don't think that you should be sharing it. it does. I don't think you should either. But if it happens, the person who told the secret should not be surprised that it happened. But then if it gets out, if the, and then if the husband, if the, if the significant other then tells someone and then the secret gets out, then it is the person's fault that you told it to, that because they shouldn't have told. 
Yeah, so you need to have a significant other who just doesn't have any interest in your life and the things you have to say because then you tell them the secret and they say, okay, leave yeah, like, me who's alone. Carol? Leave me alone. I'm <laughs> yeah. watching this TV show that I love more than you. <laughs> right now, this TV show is giving me more pleasure than you ever will. But there's the... Uh, there's the problem with gossip, and people do like to gossip quite a bit. I love gossip. So, right, so this sets it up. You love gossip, and you love keeping secrets. Are you? Have you always been good at keeping other people's secrets? I don't remember if I was good at it or not. I do think it is an art, right? Like there is, it, it comes with experience. I think you don't know how to keep a secret when you're young. You don't understand the significance of having uh, been given a secret um, and then how important it might be to the other person that you keep it a secret. Um, I was, I'm not a gossip where I'll tell someone's business that they don't want out. But if I, I like gossip, that's like, I see something and I want to talk about it with someone else. And then it kind of turns into gossip, right? Because we're like, shitting on someone you know, or, or just criticize, just being like just garbage people, but with people you trust. And I guess in a way that is a secret because then you don't want, you have to, you have to be able to trust the, the person you're gossiping with, that they're not going to go run to that person you've just been shitting on and say like, you know what Autumn thinks about you is. And of course they're going to do that. It's all no, self-serving. No, no, they won't. Oh, the person that you gossiped to will go tell the person you gossiped about. More no. Than likely. More than likely. Well, depending on what age and the relationships that are at play. Yeah. But I, th- I don't feel like you can trust. If you're gossiping, you've set a standard. It's like, this is what we're playing with. These are the rules of the game. This is the field. Someone gave me a secret. I don't care about that secret, obviously. So I'm telling you. So why should that person then offer you the respect that you're not offering the other person? Because then you won't get to gossip with that person again. Because now that person. Okay, so the third person. <laughs> now knows the secret that I think about them. Now I'm not going to go to that second person and tell them any of my secrets, which are not really secret secrets. They're just shitty ideas that I have about someone based on nothing. It's just fun to talk about people. (laughs) Well, keeping a secret, especially when you're younger, you don't have the fully formed relationships where you care necessarily, right. or, or you don't think about what telling the secret to others will do to the person who told it to you. You don't understand the impact of things because you just yeah, want to go tell loves- someone else, "Hey, look, I'm in a spot where a person thinks that I'm this great person, and they are, they trusted me with the secret, but I want you to know it's more important for me to you for me that you know that I'm the kind of person that someone puts on this pedestal, but in mm-hmm. reality, I'm a scumbag." Here's what happened. Yeah, that's true. And I think as you form more trusting relationships and deeper relationships, the, that trust is a foundation. It's something, it's a value in the relationship. So if a person gives you something to hold on to just because they need to get it off their chest, but they don't want the whole world knowing it, then keeping it means something. It means more than telling someone else and proving something about yourself. So no, I, I agree. I have hope. That's you. what I mean. It's a, it, it, maybe it's not an art, but it does come with experience. And maybe that has more to do with brain development, you know, on some level, but also just through experience where you realize the impact of what keeping a secret can bring or what telling someone's secret can bring. Yeah, I'm at the point where if someone tells me a secret, 
I don't feel a need. There's plenty of times that you still, I meaning you, you meaning I, I'll just say that I still battle sometimes. Someone tells me something, then you're in a situation where you're talking to a person and that person comes up and there's yeah. <laughs> a, a, a little push. It's like, I could tell you this. I'm going to yeah, fill you in. But because I- it bonds you with the other person. Yeah, because then, it's then like, you you tell the secret that you're not supposed to tell because you're telling them that, that you trust them. But it's always set up with, now don't you tell anyone. I know. But then-, <laughs> then the game of telephone happens too and the secret gets twisted in mm-hmm. ways that you could never have even imagined. Then it gets back to the person. Carol's pregnant? No. She was afraid she was pregnant. <laughs> She's not really pregnant. Carol's pregnant with an alien? No, it was... She thinks she was abducted by UFOs? No, he was here illegally. He's an alien. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that leads into me questioning why people even hold secrets in the first place. Hmm. Well, I was going to ask, let me ask, let me answer your question with a question. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Way to deflect. What is the difference between a secret and a boundary? Well, what's your thinking with this? I mean, maybe I don't need to reveal every single thing about myself or everything about who I was in the past or whatever secret that I might hold on to might have something to do with a past personality of mine where things have changed or something I'm embarrassed about and I don't need people to possibly judge me for that thing or not but I can't I don't want to it doesn't need to be out there I don't need to put that out there it could be something that I hold on to that is just mine maybe that's a boundary I think that's completely fine if it's not affecting your life negatively at this point and if it's not affecting other relationships in your life it's something that happened and it's in the past and so what kind of secrets affect you in nowadays like what's what's not you I'm just saying in general like what kind of secret would someone keep that would be affecting them well we can get to this is I'm still pushing this up I'm punting this down the road a bit. Okay. Okay. Because you know, there's with us. <laughs> there's something I think in general, keeping a secret's a way to protect other people mm. and the way they see the world. And the same applies for you. You're protecting yourself, depending on what it is. There's an idea of the person you are. If this gets out, it goes against this idea that you've presented to the world and it could undermine that whole thing. So, to answer your question, if there's no... I mean, there's a reason you're not telling the secret. You're still protecting something. Mm -hmm. Even if there's no need to. Maybe it doesn't serve a purpose to actually bring a secret to light at that point. Um, Right. Again, if it's not affecting you negatively, if it's not changing the way you behave or you live your life really, but there's still a reason that you're not putting it out there. There's an idea of yourself that... Revealing a secret, no matter how big or small, could shatter for other people and for you. Right. So if there's specific things, is there anything you don't have to tell me what it is, but is there anything in your life that you don't tell because you think that people would look at you negatively? Um, yeah, sure. And are those the secrets you keep? I guess they are, but some, I feel like it's okay to have some thoughts and ideas and even emotions that are just mine. They're mine. I don't have to share them. That's what I mean. It's it's kind of when you're little, a secret is like, you know, I stole Jeremy's bookmark 
mean? <laughs> like that's my secret. It's very concrete. As you get older, secrets are very, sometimes secrets aren't physical things. I mean, I guess a secret could be like I steal from grocery stores. That's a secret. I don't tell something like that. But sometimes a secret could be just thoughts that you have that you don't want to share and that you feel like if you shared, like you said, it would it would affect how someone else might think of you or someone might put more importance on something that you think where you know that it's not important in your head. You know what I mean? Like to you, it's not important. And so someone might, I guess, in a way, judge it. Yeah. I think that's the real reason a lot of these things are kept. You put it out there and you're going to come across people who are accepting of it. But you bring up a person who just steals from the grocery store. It's a compulsive behavior. What are you stealing mm-hmm. from the grocery store for? Unless you're completely poor and you have a family to feed. and it's serving. No, it's just for fun to see if you can get away with it. Yeah. And what does that say about you as a person? Meaning the person themselves, is, I think, is having a hard time coming to terms with this idea that they're a person who steals from the grocery store for the sport of it. I'll tell you. Um, when I go to the grocery store, sometimes there's a bakery in this grocery store. And sometimes I like, I don't list all the things in my container of baked goods because it starts to get expensive. How much Even money though I can that... definitely afford the five more dollars it might cost. How much I would money throw does five dollars that... away on something dumb. But for some reason, it's kind of like, I'm only going to pay for two of these, you know, pecan things. <laughs> yeah, and you just put that out there. How do you feel? What I you... guess. I feel because, and I don't ever have said, I've never said anything about it. And it's because I look that, okay, black and white, stealing. No question, stealing. (laughs) So I don't want to be someone who steals. Which I did not that long ago at the Target when the self checkout. I mm-hmm. bought a new shower curtain and a mat and a bath mat. And the shower curtain, I think, was $25 and the bath mat was $15. And I realized the scale on the self-checkout wasn't actually weighing a thing. So I scanned the bath mat, put the shower curtain down because it was more, then scanned the bath mat again and saved myself $10. All right. I'm into it. <laughs> you know, and that's a topic that was covered in the stealing episode. Listen, that is stealing. It was. It is stealing. I'm not making yes. any kind of. No, excuse I know you're not. It. And it was but, impulsive. Would you, but you would. But would you, if you saw someone stealing, you wouldn't. You would think like, "Wow, what a piece of shit." Certainly. I mean, going back to that stealing episode quickly it was all yeah. predicated on this idea that the person who stole my bag from a museum coat check was crappy. It's like, why would you do such a thing? It was a compulsive, impulsive behavior. Yeah. And this was me somehow realizing that the scale wasn't working and taking advantage of it on the spot. It wasn't my intention to go in and just... It's a victimless crime. When it comes to corporations, certainly, Autumn. Certainly. That's my justification. But it's not. It feels like it, but it's not. If this was... I mean, listen, I would... Listen, I would never steal someone's bag or, like, steal... Like, someone puts down a cell phone and I'm just going... I'm just going to take... like. If I saw uh, a computer and a briefcase and a wallet in someone's open window in a car, I wouldn't think like, well, I could take that. I would not. I would make like I would want to figure out how to open the door so I could roll up the window or something. You know, I would I would never do something where I could directly affect the person I'm stealing from. But when it comes to something like the grocery store, I guess, or even a Target. Listen, I've walked out with things, you know, accidentally um, from 
places and I don't turn around. I'm like, yeah, free necklace. <laughs> Forgot this was down there. Yeah, at that point, you're not going to go back in. I guess you could and say I took this by accident. Yeah. I feel like there was someone I follow on Instagram who was walking back into the wherever they were because they had forgotten something. And she said that she didn't want the bad karma. So she went back in and paid for it, made sure she paid for it. I'd be like, hey, oh, no, got a free thing. Well, she has this. This person has an idea of who they are and who they want to be. Yeah. And taking that necklace, even if it was an accident, goes against that. Uh, You, on the other hand, you're not someone who presents yourself as a person who doesn't steal. So therefore, there's no reason to I keep. Do. There's no reason to keep a secret if you accidentally take a necklace. Uh, <laughs> you'll tell people it happened. And you don't need to return it because you're not protecting your your image. But people don't have to put themselves out there as someone who doesn't steal. That should just be a given. Maybe you should just assume everybody doesn't steal. I just assume everyone steals. Oh, that's our glass half full, half empty. I feel like it's built in, and you make the choice. If you find a I wallet, think, if you find a think- wallet. And it's got $400 in it. There's no matter who picks it up. I don't care. There's a part of you says, hmm, I could keep this. Oh, yes, definitely. But there's a person that you've presented to not just the world, but to yourself. That's a big part of it. It's like who you think you are and want to be. And if you took the $400, you probably wouldn't tell many people because people do like to present themselves as people who wouldn't steal. And I would like to present myself as a, if that in that instance, I wouldn't tell anyone. I would not tell a soul if I stole the $400 from would the Would you do it though? No. No. Okay, good. I wouldn't either. That, because that's more personal. That's the person behind this wallet. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can, you can sympathize with the person that you would be stealing from. Yeah. There's an um, ID so, in there more than likely. You yeah. can see the person's face and their you name. You could find them easily and give them back the wallet and it would, it would make you feel probably better than the $400 to give the person, you know what I mean? To like make them happy and to be like, yes, thank you so much. I don't have to replace all this stuff. You know what I mean? It would make you happy to, to help them. Um, the but CEO when it comes at to Target, like a big corporation, it is different. The CEO, it's not better. It's, it's an not, easy it justification. Really uh, but yeah, the CEO of Target's not going to thank, oh my God, you, thank you for pointing out the discrepancy in the $10 with the bath mats and the yeah. shower curtain. Wow. What a great, yeah. It's not going to mean anything to that person. And again, not a real justification, but certainly easier. So I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of why I have no problem keeping that one a secret. But if I did steal directly from a person, why I would hide it. I understand because why. It's why worse. I understand why I'd hide it if it were directly from a person or a small business. Uh-huh. But why is there no shame that goes against the person I'm projecting to the world when it comes. I think because part of that image is fuck the big corporations and these people who make all this money. I'm going to take this overpriced piece of crap and I'm going to make them pay. I don't really hide that. I I present that. So I, um, I don't agree with the like corporation, you know, they're, they're, they've cheated their way into money. Like I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you on that, but at the base of it, I do believe, like, I, I do think it's, if you told me unprovoked that that's what you did, I'd be like, awesome. (laughs) I mean, I I agree with you there, but I think it's because there's, there's so many things in a store like that where their margins are so big 
that you doing that doesn't affect much. I don't even know if their margins are that big. I think they may be smaller because they sell in bulk. There's so many people coming to shop that ultimately the margins are probably lower. Think of Walmart, for example. So, you know, that's not even a good justification. In my mind, it's more so the rebellion to authority Mm -hmm. because the corporation is so big, it represents something that's got power over me, something I could never touch in any capacity. Right. So, you're, so you're, yeah, you're, you're finding your power. So you're, yes, you're regaining some power there. There's a little, and that's really just a defiance that I have presented, and then I, it doesn't go against who I am. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I have no problem presenting that. I don't need to keep that one a secret. Right. That's ultimately th- what it boils I- down to. I don't want to be the person who steals anything. But I I do. Bread. I shouldn't. I think on the hierarchy of things, bread, most people will forgive. Baked goods. Yeah, cookies. (laughs) It's all like cookies and, you know, maple pecan twists. (laughs) They're really good. And oh my God, they're like 89 cents for two. So if I got four, it's like a lot. I think a lot of times, though, keeping a secret actually stops change from happening. Within yourself? Yes. If that makes sense. Sure. Because the more you hold on to it, again, if this is in direct conflict with who you are and what you want people to think about you Mm -hmm. and what you think of yourself, that... Holding on to it does more. I, I think it just stagnates you and paralyzes you ultimately. Obviously, there are different sides of secrets here. But if there's something that is eating away at you, keeping it inside is going to cause more problems than actually letting it out and dealing with whatever consequences come with it. In the short term, it could make people think of you differently. Maybe they'll always think of you differently. Maybe it'll shock some people and they'll come around. Some people may be supportive yeah. right up front. For you, though, and your well-being and just giving yourself the freedom to grow and change. Yeah, I was going to say it's growth. Yeah, and it's a difficult thing. I get it to not always want to put that out there. Right. So I'm still going to punt my thing down the road. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I mean, it's all kind of leading up to it, and it's not going to be. A huge surprise. It's just, it's something that's, that's difficult. I, um, you know, I feel like on this show, I'm pretty authentic. I think I put most stuff out there. There's no real secret of who I am. Mm -hmm. Nothing's fake. But... I have a problem sometimes with myself, a conflict, because I've held on to this secret for a while, and it kind of goes against what I put myself out there as being. So, (laughs) what? Why are you laughing? Is this nervous? No, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, there's this idea that it could expose me as a hypocrite. Expose me, expose me as being inauthentic. Even though I like to say I'm an authentic person, I'm right. incapable of acting in a way that's inauthentic. 
we're all that way. Everybody's that way, right? I mean. Valentine's Day, for example, it's inauthentic. I can't do it. We can go out a few days later. No right. way. No way. That's just some BS that people made up, and I'm not going to play that game. So, yeah, there's a fear that in exposing secrets, that it just goes against every. It could undermine trust with people. Okay. And it's difficult. I don't know. It's difficult. I'll get to it in a second. Okay. <laughs> it's just so I look back. I'm going to bring this up now. And this is something I haven't been talking about at all. This is very selfish of me to hijack the episode like this, isn't it? Well, it's funny that you say that because I wrote down in preparation for this show that is telling a secret about yourself, something liberating or is it something that's so cathartic sometimes that it ends up being selfish? I mean, it, it it's selfish in the setting I feel mm -hmm. because I obviously came in with an agenda. So today's topic is secrets <laughs> is this thing I need to talk about. <laughs> it needs to be put out there. Okay. And again, it's probably not that huge of a deal because it's not been a complete secret. But I feel like it is affecting me in my life. And I've never really moved past it. And I know I'm being vague and I'm maybe I'm not building it up on purpose for some type of suspense. It's just me stalling. Okay. Ultimately is what it is. Stop stalling. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> it's so hard. Secrets are tough. No, this because this is a secret that I, okay, I've gotten into it before. I've talked about, you know, struggles with drug use, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like the light has been a light in the closet in a dark room and you open the door half of the way and there's a little bit of illumination that comes out of it. So it's like, oh yes, I've talked about the fact that I've struggled with using pills before. Yeah. Opiate painkillers. And it's been something that I liked, but I've never really gone into the depths of how bad it was a few years ago, how the struggle continues. Okay. And bringing that to light in this forum is a selfish thing to do, but it's also something I feel that I have to do to open myself up. When, you know, I put in a lot of work with therapy and self-growth and just trying to be a better more open person and this is something that i feel not talking about it's held me back okay so you know it's been a lot more of a struggle than i've ever let on at this point it was, it's weird this is stemming from the fact that mm, i haven't been talking about this but you know my relationship just ended Mm -hmm. And I'm looking back on it and I'm wondering why all these relationships seem to go, especially over the last few years, the same way, which is just relegating it to a couple days a week and seeing each other very infrequently. Yeah. Yeah. And then over time it deteriorates. And I think it's because there's a lack of comfort because I'm not actually completely open about who I am. Like I've told people, it's like, yeah, I've struggled with drugs. No big deal. Mm hmm. And, you know, I've put in work and I've gotten to the point where I'm going to the smart recovery meetings 
but I think I've pushed that as far as I can go without just, you know, turning on the light completely. So, I, again, maybe this isn't a huge shock. It's not quite a secret, but this inability to move forward in relationships because I feel like I'm holding on to something yeah. has been stifling. So I don't know how necessarily to present it other than the fact. Let me tell you this. When I was at the most frequent use, which was 2011, 12, 13, this whole thing's been going on for like eight years, which blows my mind, maybe nine mm. at this point. But, uh, you know, at the worst of it, the person I was getting the pills from, I'd lied to. It was like this was such a secret that I had to keep to myself. I'm getting it for other people. Other people are wanting this and I'm just here to get it for them. I'm lying to everyone. Nobody, yeah. nobody knows a thing. I guess it's obvious if you have the information and you look back on it. It's like, oh yeah, something wasn't up with him or something wasn't right with him, something was up. But, right. but uh, like that is the level that this thing was a secret. Usually the person who knows how much you're using is the person you get the drugs from, and even that person I was lying, making up these stories that the person doesn't care about. It's like, just give me the money. Yeah. So what? how much were you getting? Well, I mean, over the course of the years, and this is pretty gross. Okay. I think that I spent some rough math. Like, mm, I can't, I, I don't know. It's difficult. It's probably like, mm, I can't, I can't. I'll tell you okay. in a second. Okay. I know how much money was probably wasted. Blown right. on this. Tens of thousands of dollars. Probably like 65000 <gasps> Really? Yeah, because that crap is expensive. How many were you taking at a time? Well, at a time it was just. Because um, it was Vicodin? Yeah, or Percocet or whatever was around. Percocet. I mean, it, was okay. never, it never. Not that it's any better, but it never I never crossed over into like heroin <clears throat> yeah. or anything. But that, that stuff was going for like a dollar a milligram. All so right. If you get a 10 mil, five or 10 usually. So each one's five to $10. Okay. And you know, how many were you getting at a time? At your worst, how much would you, how, at your worst, how much were you taking a day? Uh, or were you doing that like every day? No. So at the worst, in like okay. 2011, this was, a time of my life when uh, I lost the job in radio. It was like, it's time to figure out what you're going to do next. And I was feeling bad about myself and it just bad timing it happened to meet a person that had them that I could buy them from. Mm -hmm. And uh, at first, you know, like anything else, it just makes you feel better and uh, offsets negative feelings. And then it devolves into something you have to do to feel all right. And it's hard to escape. So your question at the worst. I mean, and in any given day, I never really went above 100 milligrams, which is a lot for some person who doesn't have a tolerance, but the tolerance builds pretty quickly. So each pill was 10 milligrams? Yeah, and it wasn't all at once. It'd be over the course of a day. That's still, I mean, a day. It's still a lot. Yeah, so it's like $100 right there. Yeah. A day. And it, it's more not the amount spent at once, but the amount spent over time. Because mm -hmm. it would just keep going. Yeah. And that went on for, you know, a few years. And then I got out of that. And I never felt like I really removed myself from those. It just felt like white knuckling it. 
It's like, yeah. all right, I'm not doing this, but I really, really, really want to do this. Right. And then, you know, over the course of the years, there'd be times. It never got as bad as, as it was before, but there'd be times when I'd slip up for a few months at a time, not every day, but this happened last year from like January to June, just like once a month for two weeks. Really? Yeah. And then like I've told, you know, I'm going to therapy and I talk about this vaguely. I did bring that up in therapy. That was the first time I ever even admitted. Mm. I'd said before, it's like I had this struggle and made it seem like it was a past thing. It was the first time I admitted that it was actually still going on. So that was last summer. And I also told Christina, my girlfriend at the time that, uh, you know, that was happening too. So that was a first step, but it's still like not shedding the full light on it. Right. And I mean, I, th- I feel like that sums it up pretty much. Is that know, the secret? That it was worse than anyone ever knew that I was yeah. operating in complete isolation and secrecy and lying to every person and going to therapy and not being completely open about it. And not people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the that's the secret. Man, so I know it took a lot for you to tell it, but it doesn't feel that crazy. And it probably isn't that crazy because it's a thing that a lot of people deal with and not the same drugs that I I assumed it was probably that. I mean, the money I wasn't I didn't think I could I didn't think about that. (laughs) That's great. That's a lot. I mean, that's the course over years and years, but it is gross. Yeah. Well, even a day. $100 $100 a day. And I know what you're saying is like, I knew that that's probably the reality is like, this is something, especially now it's very well known that a lot of people struggle with it, but yeah, it's, sometimes, sometimes secrets are just a poison. Anything you keep to yourself like that is a poison. It eats away yeah, at you and it, it goes, really does. and it, it, part of it is this idea. It gets to the point where it's, this has gone on for that long and I didn't know. And I was around you. And so, you know, there's a fear that it undermines a person's trust in you, mm-hmm. which usually isn't the case. Like, I think the people that I'm friends with are people who are somewhat understanding of this. Um, some people are going to judge you for it and think of you differently. And then it goes against, you know, the kind of person you think you are. Like, how did this happen? Right. I understand logically how it happened. I liked it. And then I did it. And it was hard to get away from, but, you know, there's such shame around it that goes against this idea of who you are that it it just becomes difficult. But, you know, that, and the reason I'm bringing it up now is not because it's currently happening. It's been good for several months, like not even a relapse. Even when I say good, it's just mean the last time I used, which was like once. But since a nothing. But I feel like I'm at the point where I can't. I, it still feels like I'm just hanging on sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how do I? And it's affected relationships, you know. Okay, so you think that 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 your your keeping of that secret has affected your relationship because you are not being honest for about who you were or are. Yeah, I think that has a big impact. Because, right, because then it just feeds into other things, right? It, well, it, it goes against this idea of I'm a person who likes to be authentic. 
But if right. I'm holding on to this, then obviously I'm not doing that mm-hmm. to its fullest extent. And that causes you to shut down and remove yourself. Right. Because sl- you have to protect that. It's a slow eroding is really mm-hmm. what it is. And yeah, it damages, it damages intimacy, emotional, physical, whatever. It, like it just takes a toll. It eats away at things. And so even bringing it to like never talking about when I say it's still a struggle that I needed to talk about because it would still affect my life. Like there were still times I would relapse or there are still times I would just constantly think about it and not know what to do with it. And yeah. because I didn't really have anyone to talk to, even though I started going to meetings, that did help. Um, you know, it's just something you shove down. So, yeah, that's the reason I feel like it had a negative impact on a relationship. It's tied into other things and other pathological thing, things I struggle with. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big one. I don't feel like keeping secrets is uh, any, when it's on this level, good way to go. And I, the thing is, like anyone that I know who struggles with drug use, I'm very understanding of it. Like I get mm-hmm. it. Maybe part of that is because, you know, I've struggled with myself. But even outside of that, I never liked the way it was demonized. You know, people were viewed as bad people for falling into the, the trap. Well, because it can make them do bad things. Yeah, but there is a moral sh- shortcoming that was quite often lobbed at people who just even used in the first right, place. Right, like they are not strong enough to resist things or... Yeah, which if you haven't ever been in it, you don't know how illogical that is. On the surface, that's a logical statement. I just wouldn't right. do it. It's like, eh, it's not really the way this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, sometimes people do do bad things, but it's no excuse for it, but it really isn't them. It is them, but it's not. That's the problem with that, you know, depending on what you do, if it's forgivable or not, it's up to the people who are victimized by it. Right. If you ever get to the point where you, you bring that up. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I hijacked this show as a, an, an effort <laughs> to... After I spent time thinking about this to, you know, put it out there in a more direct way. And again, I know it's not a complete surprise because I've talked about it before. Yeah. But it's always somewhat vague. I mean, I, uh, for some reason, and maybe it is the way that you present yourself, because anybody else who has had a problem with drugs, I immediately go into like Dr. Drew mode and say like, if you're doing anything you know, uh, okay. So you're, you're, you love the pills. You, you shouldn't be doing You're, 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 you've stopped doing them, but you continue to drink a little bit and you also, you know, have a little marijuana every once in a while or whatever you take a marijuana. So (laughs) I don't, I don't know why. Cause it just, I hate it every time. It's very, (laughs) why do you do it? It's very rare that I do. Okay. So, uh, if you were anybody else, I would say, well, you're not sober. You know, you're just not. You're white knuckling. You, you've switched over to something else. You're not doing it as intensely. It's not, it's not your favorite. So you're not maybe going as deep into it as, other, as you would with those pills. But um, you're still in trouble is what I would think. But because maybe you did sort of present yourself as like, well, that's fine. I got over it. You know, that. I think, oh, well, maybe he doesn't have the gene for it and he was just physically addicted. But maybe you are Well, that's, this is a different topic now. That would be the topic of addiction. All right. Well, let's save it. 
I mean, we can save it just to address it quickly, though. So I'm I don't, sorry. I don't leave it hanging. No, I think it's a fair thing to bring up. And certainly, you know, it's a natural progression of this conversation. Um, no, what I always say is it's hard to articulate, but booze does not hit me the same way. It's not the first time I ever had an opiate pink. Like, this is it. That is like, that's what I want forever. It just, it, there was something triggered yeah. in my brain that alcohol doesn't hit the same spot. I've never had a strong urge. I need to have a drink. You know, certainly some days a drink would be nice. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. this and yeah, sometimes you go out, you have a drink. It is nice, but no, there's never been that, that pull. And that's the best I can explain it. Mm-hmm. That's why some people, I do think it's a personal choice and it's a, it's a, person by person on a person by person basis whether or not complete abstinence from all so, uh, substances is needed right um you know and that's something i've thought about it's not just a bs thing because i want to go drink like i if someone said you can never have a drink again i'd say okay i mean yeah sure yeah. it would be it doesn't induce this panic though which is one of the things that makes it hard to stop pills at least for me was the, the thought of never doing it again <laughs> no way that wow i couldn't imagine yeah so, you know, that's, it's rewired your brain. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. You just end up growing more receptors for opiates and opioids mm-hmm. to handle well, the influx. And then, you know, they all cry out when there's nothing there. <laughs> it's the way I view it. Yeah. Like those uh, little, little spoiled sh- brat receptors. Oh, see, I, I think of it as those like those guys from um, the Little Mermaid, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, Ursula has changed them all into those little squirmy worm things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. They'd be like, oh. <laughs> so. Well, I want to say thank you for telling that secret. For abusing this show. No. For personal. I feel like. Catharsis. A real jerk for not having a great secret to now reveal on this show. <laughs> you got to have something. <laughs> like, reveal thanks, Greg. It. Thanks for uh, really putting yourself out there. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to put you in that situation. That's not, I didn't want to put you there. I don't think anyone's thinking negatively of the fact that you don't have anything. I did have a secret that I kept for a long time that I finally told. This is not okay. So you're waiting for me to, t- okay. There was one secret that I just told Greg recently that I had never told a soul. And even he had the same reaction that I had to him telling me this secret. I was like, okay, no big deal. Like, what? It's not a big deal. Yeah, I um, know you. I know who you are as a person. Like, yeah, okay. And people are yeah. flawed. Well, one time I told a secret that I hadn't, oh, that other, no, that other people knew about. So my boyfriend, Wade, that we've talked about before on that other episode, um, uh, I told him something about me making out with someone from, or no, having sex with someone from the old radio world. I'm not proud that I had sex with this person. <laughs> it was fine. It was just a time in my life and it was whatever. But I, uh, he, every, a lot of people knew about it and I felt bad that he didn't know. And so I told him and he knew who this person was and he knew me then and everything. And um, he kind of, judged me a little bit he was disappointed in me because he was looking at me as like oh just another notch on someone's bed post where and maybe it can be seen that way but for me 
it was not that at all. I wasn't like seduced by him. I wasn't like taken advantage of or there was no like power play or anything. It was, I wanted that and he obliged. (laughs) So I, but that was a time when I did tell a secret and I was kind of judged. Yeah. It it. doesn't feel good. And some people will judge you for it. The fact that he said there was a disappointment. Yeah. That just seems like a statement devised to stab you in the ribs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more so though he, he was around, right? Yeah. Wade was around. Your boyfriend at the time was around when so. you had had sex with this other person. So in his mind, I don't know how it played out, but I would assume it's like, well, I knew her and I didn't know that happened. And now I'm dating her and I have to think about this happening under my yeah. nose. And it probably, you know, said something about him to himself that he didn't like. Mm-hmm. And so then had to take it out on you. Yeah, we weren't together at the time or anything. It wasn't like that. But yeah. Yeah. That didn't feel great. I think um, if I were in his position, because I would have loved him, I would have been supportive or whatever. And then I would have gone bitch to my friends about it. Do you know what I mean? And like worked through it privately because I feel like someone telling you something like that is hard for them to do. And so you have to treat it gently and you have to treat them gently. And then if you feel some certain way about it, that has... Unless it was obviously, listen, if I was telling him I was cheating on him or something, that'd be something totally different. But if it was this thing that happened in the past, I think that's like, listen, this person was vulnerable enough to tell me. And so whatever I feel about it is not for a me and this person's conversation to have. You know what I mean? Like I need to go and talk about it with someone else and process whatever they just told me and how whatever they just told me affects me. Because... Then putting that on the other on the person who told them the secret, then it's why would I trust you to tell you anything intimate or personal again? Yeah, you don't foster an environment that is conducive for the other person wanting to spill their guts to you. Yeah, I mean, because they might judge me for it. In that situation, if you had sex with a person who's had sex with a lot of people, (laughs) I can understand if I were in a relationship with you. Yeah, where I love you. And there's that part. It's like, oh, but that person was with you and they're with everyone. And that could be a bother, but it's no reason to put that on you. Right. It's not anything bad that you did. It's just the idea that this guy had his way with you. Right. And I like to think of you. And it also also changes the way that they might think of me. It's like a Madonna horror thing right well that's it's like that's wrong too if it changes the way you think of that i'm not saying that that doesn't happen that surely does happen right but i think that's crap too yeah if, if the person then changes the way they think of you because they find out this information that you had sex with someone yeah like you can be a sexual person but also be a loyal person you certainly know? I, th- I think the idea of you being with a person who had sex with a lot of people is just they didn't respect or treat you well. That's what will bother me. Mm. Like, oh, you were just another notch on their bedpost. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't say anything negative about you. That would be the hardest part for me to sit with is this idea that this person didn't treat you so well. Even if they did the one night, you know, yeah. if you went in mutually and that's all you wanted, then everyone was treated well. Mm-hmm. Then it's fine. But That's the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal then at that point. Um, yeah, it's still, like kick me out in the middle of the night. It's, you know? st- it's still hard to think of person you love being with other people 
sexually. It's become as you grow older, it's like, yeah, that's just normal. That's the way it is. But yeah, especially maybe that's my secret. I don't care. <laughs> you I don't. don't. It's it's not. It really isn't a big deal. It's it, not. If if Travis fell in love with someone, that would be so much worse than if he came home and told me he had sex with someone because he was drunk or something. Well, that whole situation's a little bit different. <laughs> I mean, that's it okay. Is because that's and your also, choice. To it make. doesn't ever happen. You know what I mean? Like if there was a history of it, then that would be a problem that would be continuing to happen. That's totally different. If everything as it stands right now, if he went to a conference and got drunk and had sex with someone or made out with them or something, first of all, don't tell me and keep that secret. You can go tell anybody else. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to. I don't care. I don't. Don't tell me. We don't need to bring this up, especially if it meant nothing. You know what I mean? And you were drunk and it was a mistake and you feel horrible. If you need to tell me because you need to get it off of you or something, that's fine. That is so much less meaningful than if he came back and said, I'm falling in love with someone else. But even if it didn't mean anything, it's representative of something. Surely. Sure. And then you then you process it and then come to me and let's work on that. Come to me and tell me, listen, I think that there's something wrong. We need to work on it. And this is what happened. I made out with this. I don't know who at this conference because or, <laughs> I say conference because it's the only time he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and it meant nothing. But I'm starting to think it means something between. You know what I mean? And then I'd be like, got it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's fix it. You know, that makes but sense. Sounds very healthy. I'm with if you. If you're falling in love, though, then I'm upset. I'm sad because then you know why? Because I'm selfish. Because then it means something about me. Like he doesn't love me as much as he loves someone else. But that's also a natural thing to feel. Yeah. And so that's a the weight of that surely is more. So it hits harder if that was presented to you as mm-hmm. something that happened. But um, I'm with you on the idea. It's like I don't want to know if it's like a one-time thing. So just no. don't tell me need to know unless it was presented in the way that you where the person put thought into it it's like this happened i wanted to know why and this is the reason and i've been feeling something weird in us and so i let it go this far over here and so i don't i don't want that to continue let's work on something but i don't think a lot of people have the ability to be so understanding about that no and that is yeah exactly i don't feel like my reaction should be the norm but the that's other why thing is, too, if you tell a secret, you have to expect and accept whatever they give you, I guess. Certainly. You hope that what they give you is. But you're guessing quite often what they're going to give you. And in right. a situation where you cheated one time, but you had the reasons it happened and possible ideas on how to fix it, mm-hmm. more than likely you're still going to get a bad reaction and it's going to change the whole dynamic of the relationship. So yeah. you probably won't say anything and then you'll have to live with that and the guilt will eat at you and then it's over yeah and then the other person like leans into it like they could be understanding but for some reason they want to like revel in it and then use it against you and then they get drunk at parties and they bring it up in front of their friends like well jim go ahead and kiss your girlfriend over in delaware we get to your conference i mean that just whoa they're fighting you can't blame a person for feelings they may have but yes if if someone says they're all right. What well, are you going to oh. leave town? you going to make out with your whores? <laughs> I just think that <laughs> the realistic approach is the approach that you put forth, meaning life and relationships are messy. 
And secrets ultimately will kill relationships. Yeah. They, they'll, in some way, they'll at least have an effect on them. If they're not revealed, the other person is going to pull away subconsciously, no matter how long it takes. And some, something is going to change. And yeah, presenting it maybe isn't the best option either because it'll change it immediately. But realistically, if you're approaching this honestly, mm-hmm. this, all the stuff's messy. And yeah. no one's perfect. People have flaws. Intent does matter. I'm not saying it's cool to go just cheat. <laughs> but, you know, there are a lot of circumstances at play and talking through those is the realistic. Like, that's just relationships where the person can't admit they find someone else attractive because it makes the other person feel bad mm-hmm. because they're so insecure. They can't, you find people attractive constantly. Right. So it's just a thing that happens. You meet other people, you meet new people. Sometimes you have crushes on these people. All this stuff happens and no one wants to ever talk about that openly. So those things become secrets and look, a crush is fine. It passes. It's like you meet someone, nothing happens. That passes. It is a secret that really eats away at you. Probably not. Because you did the right thing in that situation. But right. to not be able to talk about it, it'd be nicer to talk about it. Hey, I met this person and kind of a crush on them and it really doesn't affect my feelings towards you. But that seems reasonable. But most people won't want to have conversations like that. I feel like. I agree. Yeah, like people who come home with like work husbands or work wives and then they start telling things to the work wife or the work husband that they don't tell their real spouse. And then they end up getting closer to their work people. And then they don't have the day-to-day like bullshit that they have to deal with with each other. They just get to escape with each other at work. And then they get closer. And then they finally have sex. And then... If it's put out there, though, (laughs) with your significant other, that you have a work wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever. Ridiculous. I get... (laughs) You know, I'm not saying that it eliminates all chance of something happening but it surely diminishes it it has to because you're being open and honest you're talking about it and I have it this takes the poison out of it yeah it really does talking about it and putting it out there it takes the sting out of it and it doesn't eat away at you like it would if it was keeping it a secret so yeah i guess to wrap this up don't keep secrets if it's something that's negatively affecting you which has been established already in the show but if you're a person that someone tells a secret to try to be somewhat sympathetic kind gentle yeah even if it affects you negatively you're allowed to have those feelings sit with those feelings think about where the other person is who's giving you that secret and how they might be feeling and then you can talk it through and maybe it does change things but Mm mm-hmm understand try to be understanding i think that is it and i hope you're understanding autumn that i hijacked the show i'm gonna feel i'm gonna feel guilty about that there's no reason for you to feel guilty about that you go ahead and feel guilty if you want if it was if it it were your topic and you said secrets and then i brought it up organically but obviously it was set up in a way but i felt that's fine i felt like it was something that i had to say that tied into this and hopefully you know presented myself vulnerably that other people who you know are struggling with anything are able to that's the thing is that maybe there's someone listening who also has a secret like that and who also steals from the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) and they think oh maybe i'm not such a shitty person as i think i am because they seem to be shitty too (laughs) we're in this together yeah we're shitheads together (laughs) it's a common bond 
It is the common bond of humanity. Everyone's a it shit. It is. Let's just way. be honest that we're all shitty. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Please rate and review us on all the things like Facebook and iTunes. And you can find us everywhere if you search for us at one topic. Um, we have different usernames across like Twitter and Instagram. Um, but if you search for us, you'll find us on any of those things. Um, we uh, Our official hot sauce of one topic is Hoff and... Oh, Hoff Sauce. You can find them at hoffandpepper.com and use our code ONETOPIC15 for 15% off. They're the best hot sauce. They're from Chattanooga and they're a small batch uh, hot sauce maker. They have all different kinds. They have barbecue sauce. They have a rub that you can put on things. It's it's just basically the dried version of their original red sauce. It's my favorite hot sauce. Please go check it out, hoffandpepper.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 